Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. We are going no holds barred this week. We got some great stuff here. Q&As, wrestling recaps, all that fun stuff. I'm your host, Christy Heat Matthews, joined each and every week by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, how the hell are you? Well, you know, I just got done watching this uh, hour-long wrestling match, and you know, it's time, as Stone Cold would say, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> oh, cracked up in the uh, white claw. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Uh, just, just admit it. It's a white claw. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Garrett looks like the the basic bitch that we're drinking like a Trulies. <laughs> I don't know. I, hey, I I think Trulies like a couple steps above White Claw. So <laughs> I do like Truly. Like I like their um their tea. Their teas are pretty good. <laughs> oh man! But I've got me some Liquid Death. So nice having having some water tonight. Some Joe Maginello. Liquid Death Mountain Water. Nice. I got a uh, Mountain Dew regular Mountain Dew. <laughs> I was say I'm not drinking beer. I just did it anyway. <laughs> I just have a soda. <clears throat> did you I have the um, funny? You guys tried that gingerbread Mountain Dew yet? Uh-uh. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like good either. <laughs> that's like the that's like the general consensus is like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. <laughs> it tastes like gingerbread. Like, okay. like yeah, it, uh, it tastes like most, liquid gingerbread cookie. That's so it's most, not, it's uh, not like terrible. That's most Mountain Dew flavors nowadays. <laughs> uh, no, I like most of the Mountain Dew flavors. Uh, I like the. The Sergeant Melon was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Code Red, of course, is a staple. Regular Mountain Dew. Uh, was it Voltage? Voltage was good. Good. Voltage bad, of course. Baja Blast is generally, you know, the the, like the echelon of, of Mountain Dew flavors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Whiteout is Live cool, wire. but uh, Whiteout is good. But Live Wire is probably Live Wire. Live Wire, yeah. There is voodoo? a um, the there's voodoo a straw tasted a lot like whiteout. I, I think that's because that's what it was. Yeah, hundred percent. There's really a strawberry good. kiwi Mountain Dew that I I've picked up that. in the Thule. That was actually that's actually really good. So I like that one too. Yeah, yeah it's like a, a food line exclusive. It's supposed to be an yeah. Apple one. It's supposed <clears throat> to be an Apple one that's uh, like exclusive to Kroger, but of course. Um, it will close down and keep Paris Cedars like some assholes. Well, you think if we don't have a Kroger and it's all the same company that Harris Teeter would get it? it would, yeah. I don't know. That and uh, there's a uh, there's like I think like a flaming hot one or something like that or a spicy one or something somebody was saying. Oh, nice. Maybe like a cinnamon Mountain Dew. I have no idea. But uh, interesting. I, I would like to try it. Oh, Game Fuel! We forgot Game Fuel. Yep, Game, game fuel. fuel. Yep. I don't think I've had Game Fuel. 
good. It's good. I may have probably had it once like a while ago. Just forgot about it. They're going to come out with a new Halo game. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll bring it back. It's put out a new Halo game. So, I mean, <laughs> um, I'm surprised there's not a game people floating around for it. All right. We might have to do someday like the uh, rank the uh, the best Mountain Dew flavors. That'd be too hard, man. Dude, that'd be so <laughs> hard. No, no, no. <laughs> we have a whole like fucking two hour podcast ranking fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> fucking arguing about it. What the fuck you mean, folks? It's just worse than game fuel. Have you tried it? When's the last time freaking one of those? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Soda needs to come back. We got it back for like a brief, like brief run a couple years ago. Was the uh, the crystal clear Pepsi? So yeah, yeah. Which is just pretty much like Pepsi flavored Sprite. Yeah. I don't care. I still loved it. Like it's that whole. It's probably the uh, more the nostalgia factor than anything for me. <laughs> What's uh crazy is um I was uh at a store and in their break room they had a um um like a soda machine and it had like it wasn't like the the sodas that actually came out but it had like a display of the sodas that were in the machine. Yeah. And the, the the sodas were so old that the <laughs> regular Pepsi had turned clear, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was Pepsi clear, and it was just like regular Pepsi. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <clears throat> All right, oh, good stuff there. Let's go ahead. Let's jump in to bell to bell here real quick. We got some things to talk about. Not a whole lot as we're recording early, so we don't usually have like the full shows that we normally got, but we do have a couple news tidbits here. So let's go ahead and hop in the ring to do this. All right. So kick it off with the news here this week. Uh, we got a couple tidbits here. Uh, apparently, Kevin Owens has re signed with WWE. So all the. Um, AEW fanboys and marks that were hopeful of seeing uh, Kevin Steen return to AEW. That will not happen. Yeah, a little, a little surprised, but not too surprised. On, I mean, he's kind of been like <laughs> in a good storyline right now, yeah. and has been for a little bit anyway. So. I think if maybe like, like he had been down in like the mid card for like a long time, maybe he would feel different, but it kind of really hasn't been. Yeah. So he doesn't have that much to complain about. I mean, as long as they keep using him like he's been used the last couple months, I think it's, I think it'll be, it'll be good. Like for fans in general, because every time KO is on TV, he delivers. Like it's just yep. like, and it's usually like if it is a bad match, it's just he's got a bad opponent. That's, what it boils down to, though, is KO can go. And we all know that. So, so there was that. And then this little interesting tidbit popped up here. Uh, apparently, Fox and USA Networks um, have a very high interest in WWE pursuing MJF. What do you guys? We talked a little bit about this before we jumped on to record. Um, 
what are your guys' thoughts on on that? Man, fuck him, Jeff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I can see why they would have uh, interest, but um, like y'all are saying about the creative, like I doubt they would be willing to let him be in Jeff on Fox. Even if they do, they'll only let them do it for like maybe a year, and then they're like, "All right, guy, you're gonna be this guy now." Sorry. Yeah, they would. They would change it and tweak it so much that it would be. He'd probably yeah. end up just being a carbon copy of the Miz by the time they were done. Yeah, you know, yeah. it'd be sad. They'd turn his face in six months. Yeah. He's so over. Let's let's make him a baby face. How big? How big? How big would that pop be? That feels like a surprise or a rumble entrance. That would be huge. It would be almost as big as the um, the AJ Styles pop. Like, if not bigger, I think it would be bigger than that pop that Styles got when he debuted. Probably. I think the only thing that would probably top that would be uh, Kenny Omega. Honestly. That'd be the only thing I guess. Um, unless The Rock happens to show up, then like there's nothing. Oh yeah, The Rock's return pops are almost like Road Warrior pop status. So it doesn't matter where he's at, but yeah, yeah. But the creative thing with MJF, it's it's not going to be like what he's doing in AEW right now, unless Fox deliberately or USA deliberately says, "Look, we don't want you to change anything he's doing. We want him to be this." type of character <clears throat> but then you got other issues with other sponsors as well with them being more family friendly they may lose certain uh sponsorship deals with different companies yep <clears throat> all right so that was pretty much it for the big news this week so far um, i'm sure some uh, other stuff will pop I, up. I, I, I'll just say the only other thing i was going to ask you guys about is how do you guys feeling about jeff hardy since you know he got fired but He's kind of doing a ton of shit. I honestly, uh, Matt Hardy did a Twitch stream and Jeff was on there, and apparently everything's fine. Like, yeah. there's no Matt has said that Jeff's in like the best place that he's ever been. Uh, like we said last week, his wife said that you know Jeff is fine, he's okay. Like, there's no no worry need to worry for him. I think it was just something that got blown out of proportion, and WWE just didn't want to risk it. Interesting. I mean, he's got he's got ninety days before he can. You know, yeah, he's no doing. Pe- I guess he's doing some like a whole bunch of signings and stuff. Like he, yeah, he's like, doing a tour um, dates for signings. Yeah, he's doing an acoustic tour, so he'll be performing and doing like meet and greets and stuff too. So it's like, hey, why not? Like, I'd go. I'd go sit through a Jeff Hardy acoustic session to do a meet and greet. I don't know if I do that, but. <laughs> I've done, I've done worse. So. <laughs> is, he, is he opening up for the Island Boys? <laughs> Island Boys. <laughs> I'm sure half half the crowd would leave like after Jeff set, or like ninety percent of it would leave. The other ten percent would just stay there to boo them, unless they're like thirteen year old kids. <laughs> um, yeah i mean i went to um my wife and i a while back when we met our truth like i'm a huge r-truth fan like 
I, I think I've said that a couple of times before on the show. Love our truth. Um, we went to see, he was doing a signing, but it was, you had to buy tickets to see that John Cena movie legend where he was like the high school wrestler or whatever. And his brother wanted to wrestle something like that. So I had to sit through that movie just to meet our truth. So, yeah. so I've done worse. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the movie actually wasn't that bad. It was, it was pretty decent, but I mean, wasn't bad. Awesome. So I think I've told the story. Our truth. I gave him his action figure before. So. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right. So yeah, here we go for the news this week. Let's go ahead and take a stroll down the, uh, the beer aisle. Let's get that six pack recap in Run through this here real quick. And that's going to be pretty much it. Then we'll go into our, uh, no holds barred Q and a edition this week. So Let's do it. Six-pack recap. All right. So we got a couple things coming out of ROH's final battle, uh, which, of course, is Ring of Honor's final pay-per-view from for this or pretty much the foreseeable future, at least going through from what they said, uh, Q1 into next year. So we'll see where this goes. But um, Braun Strowman uh, showed up, debuted for Ring of Honor, I guess, or at least joins uh, EC3's Control Your Narrative uh, stable. So that was a a pretty pretty big step for him showing up somewhere. Because I think this is the first. Actually, I think, yeah, this is the second thing he's done since leaving WWE that involved wrestling. First one was wrestling uh, Eric Rowan at WrestleCade. But, uh, yeah. So what do you guys think about the control your narrative with uh, EC3, Strowman, and I believe Killer Cross is also going to be a part of that stable as well? Uh, I think it would be pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm uh, excited to see kind of what they do, where they go. You know, they're going to wait till Ring of Honor comes back. Are they going to Show up an impact to do some stuff. NWA, maybe. NWA, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool because they have, um, they're pretty much free to work wherever they want while Ring of Honor is on hiatus. Like if they want to sign contracts with somewhere, they can. Um, or if they want to stay contracted with Ring of Honor, if they already are, like, well, actually, nobody's contracted with Ring of Honor after the first of the year. So, I mean, they're pretty much, can do what they want to do but it's interesting to see just the three of them together with cross ec3 and Strowman. it's very very interesting to see just how that dynamic's going to work and what they can do when they actually show up somewhere because uh the whole thing since ec3 ec3 started the control your narrative thing has been pretty interesting uh, when he's doing an impact with moose and then the uh the match the whole thing leading up with uh matt cardona uh, it was like the free the narrative uh, thing where the two of them got together and had a match and like this whole little build up like mini movie type thing, which is actually pretty decent. So. That should be interesting. Uh, let's see. Also, final battle. We saw the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships on the line as the OGK took on the Briscoes. Uh, uh, FTR made their presence felt at that pay-per-view. So one step closer to another tag team dream match 
by FTR and the Briscoes. It'd be a good match, too. I oh, think oh yeah. the Briscoes called out FTR like on Tuesday this week. Yes, uh, on they, dropped AEW. That, uh, they dropped that video. So hmm. I I fully expect us to get that match <laughs> probably on AEW. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, if they, I, I think, didn't the Briscoes win? Yeah, they won the Tag titles. OGK? Yeah, okay. they beat, yeah, they won the titles. So they are currently the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions and the GCW Tag Team Champions. Yep. So, yeah, because they had two, two sets of title belts in their uh, video promo that they dropped. And they uh, had a nice little uh, 12-time tag team champion hat. So. Pretty sweet. So. But I'm looking forward to that one. FTR and the Briscoes. Ooh, baby, that's going to be, as Jim Ross would say, a slobber knocker. Yep. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Let's, um, let's pop over to Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about some Bobby Lashley. Lashley. <laughs> so basically what Garrett what you said before we started recording is that uh they made Bobby Lashley a uh, monster Monday night as he ripped through um Seth well, Rollins, Kevin well, Owens and Big E. Uh, okay. I, I say that but I mean to be fair he beat Big E because as KO MVP, and Rollins. MVP uh, hit Biggie in the nuts, yeah, and then he just speared him and pinned him. And then I know, I think Rollins, he beat Rollins by DQ, I think, and he actually beat Owens, I think, clean or relatively yeah. clean. Yeah, but I mean, even so. still, like prior to all that stuff happening, like Lashley was pretty, pretty dominant in a lot of those matches. So yeah, I mean, the other thing is too is like going into day one now. Like, I have no idea which of those four are going to come out of the, like, the champ. Like, literally any of them could, and it would be okay. Yeah. I wonder if that was part of I wonder if Owens is going to win, and maybe that was part of his contract, was getting the uh, another run with the title. Maybe. It's possible. We'll see. Uh, no. It'd be interesting. So. But like you said, like, any one of those four picks up the win, it's going to be... It'll be good for us, for the fans. So it'll be something a little bit different. I mean, Seth Rollins is pretty much doing some of the best field work that he's done in a while with the uh, the visionary gimmick that he's rolling with. Um, yeah. Of course, Kevin Owens is always 110%. Big E has been, had a pretty decent run with the title, and Lashley had a great run with the title up until yeah. he lost it. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it should be good. Uh, let's move on that. Let's talk, um, while we're on the subject of WWE, let's talk about, uh, Paul Heyman this past Friday SmackDown. Uh, has Heyman turned on Roman? No. I think there's going to be some hell to pay though. Uh, oh, Roman comes yeah. back Friday. Yep. Hello, Heyman. <laughs> oh. It's definitely one of the more interesting parts of this rivalry is the the Heyman dynamic with this. Because you don't know exactly where his loyalty stands. But then again, 
we've kind of seen this before. Yeah. Remember when we think saw this the, before? Think he's going to do the double turn? There's numerous times Heyman's turned on people. <clears throat> and aligned himself with Brock Lesnar again. Uh, I mean, he's turned on Brock Lesnar before. I know. But um, Heyman and Punk, when uh, Heyman was managing Punk, mm-hmm. and he turned on Punk in the Money in the Bank match and then realigned himself with Lesnar. Like, fully realigned himself with Lesnar. And then we saw Lesnar destroy CM Punk. So, I think I'd honestly be surprised if they don't follow that same route with this one. But we'll see. Um, let's keep it on Friday night. How about the debut of Hook? On Rampage look, this week. That blew up social blew up social media like there was no tomorrow like i mean he kind of came in the ring like why am i here and he left the ring like why am i here (laughs) i think it's the hair might be the hair (laughs) but it was very impressive debut um you can definitely tell the training that he had i'm like when your dad is when your dad is taz like there shouldn't be any excuses Nope. It's just like the a, same thing. Was he had a going? little bit of like the he had a little bit of like the Orange Cassidy style though, like yeah, kind of like oh I don't really give a shit in here. Yeah, I mean I, yeah, I like the hair really made it kind of go for that too. <laughs> <laughs> the hair just made him look like that too. That was the worst. Like you could tell he knew what he was doing, but like yeah, I definitely see what Carl's saying too. Hundred percent. Well, apparently, uh, Hook is selling quite a bit of merchandise as well. There's a uh, little bit of merch that he's got out. Are you looking at his merch or like uh, Peter Pan stuff? <clears throat> his merch. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pro. <laughs> this is from uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, where you can find some of our awesome stuff. Uh, they announced today that for the first time since debuting with AEW on August 20th, CM Punk no longer has a top-selling T-shirt of the week on the shop AEW website as Hook's new T-shirt took the number one spot this week. Wow. That's that's pretty solid. Yep. So, and it's, based, it's a white shirt that says Hook on it. Of course, it's always no, that's, basic that's, shirts. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally all it is—a white shirt that says "Hook" and looks to be like Hook movie font too. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like seriously, like if your if your ring name is going to be Hook, like you—that's the only font you should be using. Like it really is the that thing. And that's what it looks like. I'm trying to find the what name. If he, uh, what if he gets jumped by... Uh, what's his name? Wolfio? Rufio? Rufio. Rufio. Yeah, like, that's that's pretty cool, though. To have a debut like that. Um, first ever wrestling match, like, for a national company. Like, big-time debut, and then you get your first shirt, and it blows up. 
That's that's pretty awesome. So good for Hook. So this so kid, back this kid might go some the places. The Lost Boys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So let's round out the six pack recap with some NWA stuff. I gotta complain about this. Like for as long as I've been watching NWA since they, they came back a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, all that, May Valentine has been the worst part of NWA for me. Like, her uh, her interviews are so flat and boring. It's worse than Velvet Sky on commentary. Yeah. I have no doubt. It's very... Very a little bit I watched a May Valentine. She's just so annoying. Yeah. It's like she's trying to play like the dumb valley girl, but it's not even like she can't even do that right. <laughs> like, oh my god, like there's nobody else that you can sign to interview these people. Do you want me to come work for you and I'll interview them? Like <laughs> it's just it's terrible. So did you say uh, like, uh, you're in my team, Chris? What's that? So you send them your resume. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send them my resume. I'm gonna go to um Austin Idol's Universal Wrestling College to become a commentator <laughs> and interviewer. Okay, <laughs> <I'm gonna> interview. <laughs> I like it. Uh no joke. I would send them mine. I would send them mine. You you probably wouldn't last one episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's great Uh, so I looked uh, I happen to be looking at um, Austin Idol's wrestling college it's like almost I think it was like $2,500 or something like that for like a 10 week course yeah it was insane let's see if I can find it again He's in uh, Green, Greenville, South Carolina, so he's only like a few hours away. But uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. Let me go to. Let's see. I can uh, I cannot end on NWA news if you yeah. want. Twenty five hundred dollars. Financing is available with one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars down and ten weekly payments of one hundred twenty five dollars. So you got to pay like half of it up front. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) All right. So that's a six pack recap. Garrett, what about you got? I was going to say, Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson went to time. What a surprise. Went time limit. (laughs) Yep. Went one hour time limit. There's a a one hour time limit. Yep. What a Uh, surprise. Um, I was gonna put this in here, but I took it out to put um the debut hook in here. But let's let's get a bonus bonus beer for you. AEW's booking. <laughs> so why why are you gonna start your show with your world championship match and then do a match between MJF and Dante Martin as your main event for a stupid ring? Because they do uh, stupid shit like WWE. WWE does that shit where they're like, oh, we're going to start the crappy view off with a hell in a cell. <laughs> we're going to start it off with an Armageddon <laughs> hell in a cell between six of the best stars in all the business. Then and we're going to end with uh, uh, 
a dildo sex match between two females. And in all honesty, if the match was going to go to the time limit, I, I see why they did it first. But it still it still doesn't make any sense. Like, aside from going time limit. Because people would have been pissed if it went time limit draw and it was the main event. Yep. So kinda, I get why they did it first. But it's just, you're telling me that that ring or whatever storyline is going on with MJF is more important than your world championship. Even though that storyline involves CM Punk. I still, I don't think CM Punk is bigger than the world title. Or I don't think MJF is bigger than the world title. That's that's just my uh, Probably in AEW, they probably are. Because the AEW world title ain't like... You know what I'm saying? Like It's not like an established world title. <laughs> yeah, but you should book it like it is. Oh, yeah, like, you should book it like it is, but... If you want you know. people to think that your title is important, your main title isn't that important, it should be booked like it is. Like, look at even just like the TNT championship when they were first bringing that out. Like, they booked that title like it was more important than the AEW World Championship. And the matches that were held for that title, you know, especially between Brody Lee and Cody, were better matches than most of the AEW World Championship matches when Mox had the title. Some of those matches yeah. were terrible. Yeah, there are some pretty good TNT title matches. Well, my other thing with it, too, is this is the second match in a row that's gone. Time limit with Brian Danielson. Yeah. I think they're trying to protect him from taking the L. Of course. Not just that. I think it's just, like, trying to pay homage, like, uh... Uh, Rick Flair and uh, Ricky Dragon Steamboat, I think, went to Time Limit like a few times. Uh, it's this, you know, old school thing of showing that you have it to uh, wrestle for. Most people can't wrestle five minutes, much less fucking hour. Yeah. And it'd be a good match. No, I get that too. And, and keep the crowd entertained. Yeah, and that's really what good. it should be. It's a real like, good match. Like, people bitch and moan about the finish to a match, but they're not looking at, like, the rest of it. And it, the sad thing is, is, like, people aren't going to remember, like, little spots in the match. They're going to remember, like, someone going through a table or, you know, crazy-ass dive to the outside of the ring. But what they're going to remember the most is how the match ended. And that's the that's the big thing. So. That's why you always keep that tight. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for Bell to Bell this week. I don't have anything for For the Collection. Not really a whole lot of toy news. Actually, really didn't see anything. But um, make sure that you stay tuned to figurecollections.com. Stay tuned to their um, social media as they're going to start announcing um, who's in series one of their bone crushing line. So definitely keep an eye out on that. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's jump over to no holds barred. Let's get into this Q and a edition. Let's kick it off here with this awesome question. Um, that's one of the ones that we put in here. 
uh, based on Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor created more stars today than any other company. True or false? Um, that's a tough one. I think like you have to like break it down by like names and stuff. Like, and then so the so the names you would do would be um, CM Punk, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Finn Balor to an extent, maybe, but probably more Japan. Mm-hmm. So probably not. No. No, uh, Finn, Finn didn't wrestle in Ring of Honor. You're right. Who else was in the Daniel Bryan. Um, Samoa Joe. Other, Samoa Joe. But uh, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, like Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, they're more of Impact guys, right? Yeah, but they started uh, off. Yeah, Ring but they of started Honor, Ring of Honor. Yeah, AJ Styles would be out of that list too. Like they put a big, um, the big buzz with them. In a Ring of Honor before jumping to Impact. Yep. Uh, same with Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. I think Impact helped make Jay Lethal more of a name than Ring of Honor did. That's yeah. like one of the biggest things. Because yeah. he came back, because he left Ring of Honor, went to Impact. Um, I think the Black Machismo gimmick really put him over, like huge with Impact. Yeah. And then when he left Impact, went back to Ring of Honor, and then he was like the became the staple of Ring of Honor. And now he's in AEW, being the second one eliminated from a battle royal. Yeah, if I was him, I would try to sign with WWE. I mean, I know he don't want to, but I think they could have rehashed some stuff with him and Styles. Yeah, but I think it depends on. It's WWE's direction, though. They're not really looking for talent like that anymore. They want to create their own talent. Yeah, but they haven't been doing a good job of doing it lately. I don't know. Braun Breaker is pretty good, but... And Damian Priest has been pretty good. Yeah, but so, I would say even, even Damian Priest, to an extent... Yeah, Priest actually Ring came of up Honor, is Ring it? of Honor. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, yeah, his matches with the last of people, his matches with Lethal were amazing. Yeah, because yeah. he had that huge feud with Jay Lethal. Um, yeah. uh, you got Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong. Uh, yep. so all of Undisputed Era. Um, there's there's a pretty big list of people that have pretty much mainstayed ring of honor and come out yeah. on the higher end of it or not so much, but, but I'm going to say true that they've made, they've created more stars than most other companies have. I agree. Yeah. Seriously. I, I mean, I saw this question. I was like, I was like thinking about it. I saw a list of people or name. I was like, fucking right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, Kenny Omega was another one too. Cause he started in ring of honor. Before going to New Japan. Yep. So I remember when he was um super young uh wrestling. Um, I think he was on a couple of programs. Like he was in the lower card um on like some of the same shows as uh Seth Rollins was. The thing, the thing the thing with the argument though, Garrett, is like where are those like stars in Ring of Honor or they were just in Ring of Honor? 
A lot of them were. I mean, not I wouldn't say everyone, but a lot of them were stars <laughs> in Ring of Honor. Like they're staples. I mean, but, if they just stay, if they stayed in Ring of Honor, or if they went on to another company, yeah. like before. The whole thing was just like in general, like where you, you girl, started. Yeah. 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 It's like because they could have been an impact and did absolutely nothing, but then went to Ring of Honor and just blew up. Yep. I mean, it could be, it's like, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, but I, I think mean, but like if they, Impact, Impact had like, you know, they, I don't know if they like, you want to say they created stars, but they like revitalized a couple of, of like, like Bobby Lashley and, Oh, definitely. Uh, Bobby Lashley, R-Truth. Drew, Mc- Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's quite a few guys that went through Impact that kind of got a new lease on their career or got, like, a new direction for themselves and took off from there. So. Just goes to show that WWE is not the only company out there. Yep. Neither is AEW. Uh, but unfortunately, we lost Ring of Honor for the time being, and we don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Ah, great. All right, so let's go. Let's see what we got here. Let's take this next question. This is from uh, the Fig Cave Group. Uh, let's go, Javier Diaz uh, from JJ Toy Giants. You can check them out on YouTube. Uh, lots of great toy reviews and toy related stuff on there. Follow them on social media. Uh, if you're not in the Fig Cave Facebook group, you should definitely join as soon as possible. Um, as their, Phil had mentioned, there's some changes coming on his uh, uh, top 10 figures, wrestling figures um, episode that he dropped this week. So definitely check out the Fig Cave Facebook group. And uh, Javier is actually uh, dropping some live streams, playing some retro video games that we get to vote on in the uh, Fig Cave group. But he's asking that time old question, who shot first, Han or Greedo? Uh, Han. <laughs> At first. <laughs> yep, he sure did. There was, there was no gun. Greedo had no gun. Han was I the only one that shot. I think there's so. literally videos of, like, them both shooting first at once somehow. Like, I think there was a shot at, like, when they first did the movie, Greedo shot first. But then there's, like, when they re-edited it, they edited it so Han shot first. Well, that's the thing. Like, if I remember correctly, Greedo's hands were both nowhere near a gun. Like, they're yeah, on the table. I don't remember. They're, they're so on. fucking long. Yeah. Well, Han just straight up shot him and Greedo piled and, like, keeled over, like, on that table. So, yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's what I remember. Um, so. Yeah, I wish, uh, I guess the only thing, um, like, I don't know, like, if George Lucas made it so Disney couldn't, like, uh, release the original content. But, like, I wish, like, Disney, since they own it now, like, would just, like, hey, we're going to go back to the the original original trilogy and release uh, the videos, like, how they came out in theaters and that bullshit, bullshit CGI and stuff all them. Well, I think, I think a lot of that, too, between the special editions and all that, um, when Disney bought Lucasfilms, like Fox still had the rights to the original trilogy, so they didn't get those back uh, until they until they bought Fox. 
which is why we the only thing that we got releases from under the Disney banner was uh, the special editions, which sucked. Yeah, I used to have the originals on like VHS, but like you know, just being a stupid child, lost them over time. I still have mine. Oh, do you? I do. They're actually um, in the basement with the VHS collection, which has a lot of like older Disney movies too, like first run Disney VHSs. And then my pirated movies that you copied off of the Showtime HBO free preview weekend. Oh, <laughs> you're recording all the titty uh, shows. Uh, like by the time by the time I got old enough to like really be interested in that type of stuff, <clears throat> they weren't doing those free preview weekends anymore. Uh, okay. <laughs> so like most of it's like Batman and um I think I like Who Framed Roger Rabbit recorded at one point, just stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I never got I never got into those Showtime movies because me, I was like a big pervert, and I'm like, there's no penis <laughs> in this porn, like. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at another one of our questions here. Uh, let's see. If you could pick any wrestler to be your tag team partner, who would it be, and what would be your tag team name? Carl, you go first. Um, I would probably go with uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, y'all be the sexy boys. <laughs> would be sexy. Would be sexy as fuck. Oh man, this is kind of this is a tough one. I would probably do either the Macho Man, and it would just be like Stark Raving Madness would be the the tag team name, or it'd be the Hurricane, and it'd be Changing Weather Patterns. Because <laughs> <laughs> me being the heat and the hurricane, so it's either gonna be extremely hot. Or is it going to be a hurricane? So. Oh, I, thought you changed, I, thought, I, I thought you changed your name and be like uh, Tropical Depression. <laughs> I could do that too. That'd be great. <laughs> you, got the ring, you got to the ring and start crying like, I'm fucking depressed. <laughs> The hurricane would have to come check on me and then get riled up. (laughs) I think Carl, he'd go in the back and find his bottle of antidepressants. Like, (laughs) just like come open to the ring like some sad emo kid that lost her favorite pair of freaking. Trap pants. <laughs> <laughs> you come out dressed like Derby on <laughs> with a with a with a pine, with a pineapple. 
<laughs> oh man! You got uh, you come out there with a pineapple like uh, like crush, but you, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be strong enough to crush it. So you get mad. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm mad. I pricked my finger on the pineapple. <laughs> he was. He was like, alright, my tag partner turned to crush this. She like barely prick yourself. Fuck. Okay, <laughs> her can tag you in to get in the ring. You're like, alright, ready for this man. Tag back out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. I gotta breathe for a second. I care what oh. you got. So I don't have a tag name. I actually only picked a person for a reason. That way, we'd come out the same way. Uh, my answer would be uh, Jeff Jarrett, just so he could be like, I'm J E double F J A double R E. Double T, and this is G A double R E double T M U double N. I don't know what our tag name would be, but I just want that to happen. Cracker ass crackers. <laughs> cracker ass crackers. <laughs> the good old boys. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. That was a good question. Like the, feel like the Joker and the Thief. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Which matchup was better? The NES versus the Sega Genesis, the PlayStation versus the Nintendo 64, or the PS3 versus the Xbox 360? <sighs> All right, so I went first to get... So, since I'm the younger one here, so because you're uh, too young to know the NES versus the Genesis, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine would be probably mine would definitely be in 64 and PlayStation. Um, I actually remember trading our N64 in for a PlayStation, and honestly, the original PlayStation was probably the system I would say I played the most, period. Like, mm. those games were, like, my childhood. Whether it was Spyro or Medieval, Crash Bandicoot, uh, freaking, uh, what else damn shit did I play on there? Uh, Twisted Metal. Oh, I love Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal right. 3. Dude, all oh, those games man. are so good. That, uh, Twisted Metal Black on the PlayStation store not that long ago for like five bucks. I was going to download it, but the graphics were like, it's like, man, these graphics look like shit. <laughs> Get a new Twisted Metal game. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, screwed, I screwed the question, but that's supposed to be the Super NES. That's what uh, I was thinking, because like, it should have been Super Nintendo. Yeah. Because I remember that I actually had a, uh, I had a Genesis, and then I had a Super Nintendo. Um, you hit them both. I did. 
my um i got the genesis my parents were still together when i got the genesis um i got the super nintendo my parents got divorced and my mom was trying my mom bought us a super nintendo just we had something to do at her house so then she sold it when i stopped i stopped coming over so yeah yeah wasn't happy about that one that freaking paper mario on there yeah I had uh, Super NES, and uh, my cousin Ricky had the Sega, so like we just take turns at each other's house playing different games. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what it was. I had the Sega Genesis. My cousin had the Super Nintendo. That's prior to me getting the Super Nintendo. So when yeah. we go, it's funny though, like because if you look at games for the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, like Aladdin, they're two different games for each console. Yeah, and that's the same. Like, there's a bunch of different games that were like that. That were like completely different. It's like the same game, but just like the levels were different and stuff. Yeah. Um, PlayStation versus the 64. Eventually, ended up owning both of them anyway. But I think I went PlayStation after the uh, failed Dreamcast. Yeah, I'll I had a, uh, too, not the Dreamcast. Like... Yeah. Sega Saturn, Saturn came Saturn. out Dreamcast. Gotcha. Yeah, I had the Sega Saturn because it played the Genesis games. Damn, Chris, so, you had them all, dude. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm say, dude, I, I'm just kind of some way like that's kind of why I didn't really say the PS3 and Xbox 360 because I had both. I had, man, I had fucking those and I had a fucking GameCube. I had all the systems. Yeah, the only thing GameCube. I didn't have was I've never owned the 360. I owned an Xbox. Because they put out WWF Raw. And that's the only reason why I bought the Xbox. And that game sucked ass. So I traded in the Xbox. Um, I had a GameCube. Uh, for Because Mario Kart Double Dash. Fucking love my fucking GameCube. And then the, uh, the Day of Reckoning games are actually pretty good. And that's then the, uh, the first Animal Crossing game. So uh, I've had... I think I've had every system since the original PlayStation except for like the newer xboxes i i had used to have like 360 i had the original i've had playstation all the way up to five now i've had all the nintendo systems even the handheld yeah. <laughs> i have not i had the nes and i had the super nes then i crossed over to playstation like a g uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a G, I love it. Well, I, I was like one of the only people that did that. Like, yeah, like the yeah. I mean, we loved the '64 when we had it. Like, we loved it. Um, and we just—I can't remember why we traded it in for a PlayStation. I guess maybe it was just a new thing, but I remember us doing that. So yeah. So what? Which was the the bigger match though? Because I remember like. The PS3, Xbox 360 guys, like, come out fanboys. Oh, like, yeah, that was just... Well, but I think boys. that was... I think a lot of that was created from, like, your Super NES and Sega Genesis. Or, like, your PlayStation, yeah. Nintendo 64. So all that stuff was kind of... That was created from, like, these prior things. But I think, for me, the better matchup was the Super NES versus the Genesis. Because, like, it's... Like, there's so many classic games between both those systems. And it's like, if you didn't have that system, your friend had it or your cousin had it, and you would play, like, you'd still end up playing these games anyway. Um, 
Uh, well, I, I, think, say, I think you see overall ad campaigns were better between the two of them. I would say to me, to, to for me, I'll agree with Garrett. I would say it's PlayStation N64. Just because like the Super NES and the Sega Genesis still had to compete with the arcade. You yeah, know? Because yeah. like, like I still went to the arcade and everything back then too. Whereas in oh, like PlayStation N64. Like they had their exclusive games that were exclusive yeah. to the console. Yeah, like wrestling games. Like you couldn't. You can play SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. Can play cool. Here Comes the Pain on the sixty-four. But then yeah. we got freaking No Mercy and uh, the WCW games on the N sixty-four, which are still probably some of the best wrestling games that have been made. I will yeah. die on that hill. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's jump around here. Let's do uh, this one. Best thing you received wrestling related for Christmas. I, I kind of had a hard time with this because I honestly don't really remember. Um, there's only one thing, and I know I've brought it up on this fucking podcast like a thousand times. <laughs> it's like the only thing I can ever think of I ever got wrestling related that may have been for Christmas. Was that damn fucking Hulk Hogan NWO fucking Punch Buddy, whatever the hell that thing was called. You know what it's called. Oh, the, rest, right? the wrestling buddy? Dude, I well, was WCW says the, uh, the Bastion Brawlers. I beat the shit out of that thing. Remember, I got a big boss man one when I was a kid. The uh, wrestling. We buddies. had two. I think we had. I think I had the NWO Hogan, and I think my brother had a Steve Austin. Did they make a Steve Austin one? They did, but they were kind of different. Like they weren't the same style. Yeah. Oh. yeah they were kind of the WWF ones at that time were kind of weird. Yeah. The WCW ones were the same as the um, the old school wrestling buddies from like the eighties. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so there's there's two Christmases that are popping up in my mind when I think back, and it's kind of hard deciding. It's like nostalgia of a kid or like nostalgia of being a teenager. Um. Like, when I was a kid, I remember getting, one year for Christmas, I got the WWF ring. I got a fucking Hulk Hogan, an Ultimate Warrior, Demolition, the Rockers. Uh, um, there was another wrestling figure. Was it Brutus Beefcake? I think it might have been Brutus Beefcake. Um, uh... And I was, you know, in heaven getting that uh, as a little kid, you know. Um, yeah. And then um, when I was a teenager, uh, one year I got uh, SmackDown 2 uh, Know Your Role for the original PlayStation. And, uh, yeah, man, that I played the hell out of that game for like 48 hours. Like straight without <laughs> fucking pausing it. <clears throat> Good lord. Wow, that game was so much fun. 
so much fun. Um, I think for me, it'd have to be, it was probably 13. Um, I got the, kind of got me back into collecting figures. It was the bone crunching. I think it was superstars series five. I can't remember what series it was, but it was the bone crunching action, uh, stone cold, Steve Austin figure. And that was kind of what drew me back into, um, uh, uh, collecting toys again, or started me collecting toys. I would say, cause I never really stopped <laughs> once I got that figure, so, but yeah. That's that's probably like one of the better, one of the best ones so far that I can remember. Um, his most Christmas is now. I just buy my own Christmas presents and call it a day. But, yeah. He doesn't say. Uh, I'm sure we got one of those freaking WWE crates in December. That probably counts. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, but they weren't as cool as that. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pop down here. Let's see. We've got. Um, let's take this question from Alan Day from the Fig Cave. Um, die hard or lethal weapon? Um, come up, uh, franchise, franchise, or this the first movie? Uh, wasn't really specific on it, so let's just go, let's go franchises, better franchise, die hard or lethal weapon. Um, if you're going franchise, yeah, I'll probably say lethal weapon, but if you're going off an original movie, I definitely enjoy die hard. The first one way more than Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I would <laughs> also agree with that logic. And, uh, yeah, I think both of them are, I think, Carl's accurate statement on that. But uh, both these movies are also set during Christmas time. So um, are they both considered Christmas movies? Die Hard, 100%. <laughs> they're both, they're both, they're both, uh, they're both Christmas movie. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're both really good movies. Like, when I gave my explanation, but Die Hard, like, the original Die Hard to me will always be, like, a classic. Like, yeah, absolutely. If you're introducing, if you're introducing somebody to movies, you're going to be like, hey, you got to watch this movie. But as far as, like, the series <laughs> goes, like, uh, Lethal Weapon 1 is really good. Um, but is it and- the best Lethal Weapon? It's not the best lethal weapon. I'm, I'm saying right. it's really good. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying. Like it's, that's yeah, what yeah. that's what makes that's it what a better saying, like, series. I don't think it's the best one either. So. Yeah, but it, it, it's a solid series. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's hysterical. But you know yeah, what? Die Hard Two is okay. Know. And I don't know if I say all the third one. Or yeah, I think live to Die the, Hard or whatever it's called. Live free or Die Hard. Was that the last yeah. one? Um, I don't know, but Police Academy trumps both of them as far as franchises go. Eh, no. <laughs> I never I never was a Police Academy guy. Uh, I love Police Academy. <laughs> maybe maybe all... Bad Boys. Uh, I don't like Bad yeah, Boys bad... that much. Like The first one was good. I just didn't like the second one. And I ain't seen like the other... Was it like four of them now or something like that? Or three? I don't think there's, um, no, there's just three. There's just three. three. Yeah, I haven't seen the new one, so I don't have an interest in seeing Fat Martin Lawrence running around with old-ass Will Smith doing whatever it is that they shouldn't be doing. It was good. I liked it. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, what else we got? All right. So this is something we want to start doing. We're going to pick a random artist and then pick a song for to be their theme music. So we're going to kick this off here in our No Holds Bar Q&A. Um, Carl randomized this last week, and we got Rick Ross. So which, which Rick Ross song would be your theme music? Full disclosure, I don't listen to Rick Ross. I don't think I've ever heard a single song of his in my life. So I'm going to say Super Freak by Rick James. <laughs> you gotta take this song, dude. Come on. I don't uh, know. Well, so Carl, I I have a question. So I have a song, but does it have to be a song that like he specifically sings all the lyrics in, or does it just need to be a song that has Rick Ross in it? So where he's predominantly for, like he predominantly for, sings for the it, lyrics in the song. So for it to be. For it to be his song, like, it has to be his song. Like he, it don't have to be like the person rapping the whole time. It has to be his song though. He can't be like a feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my answer was gonna be Purple Lamborghini because he sings the whole song. It just has like, it's got like Skrillex in it, but it's not like he sings any of the lyrics in the song. <sighs> like he sings any lyric that's in that song, he sings it. Man. So, uh, I'm just gonna have to go straight up fucking old school and go out with his fucking first banger, uh, hustling is what I'm coming up to. There you go. Because every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. All right, so I think I'm gonna go with Outlaws. Doesn't sound too bad. I just happened to pick, click on it because of the name, and it actually sounded decent. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Do you do you want me to go ahead and randomize it now for next week? Uh well, it'll be two weeks. We're taking next week off. <laughs> We're taking next week off. You want Take me to go ahead and randomize? Uh yeah. I'll try to make it remember. To note it somewhere. So. All right. All right. All right. Well, looks like we're going to be picking theme music from Death Leopard. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> he called me baby back ribs. <laughs> 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 what what Def Leppard song does anybody know? Like it's really just pour some sugar on me and that's it. Like <laughs> I had another I think they they had have some more. Plenty of good songs. That's the only one that gets played though. Like anytime. Unless you specifically oh, ask. So oh, awesome. So there we go. So in two weeks we'll be picking um it's <laughs> music from Def Leppard. So. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to this. Which was more awesome? Steve Austin, stunning Santa Claus, or Austin as Santa, stunning Vince McMahon? <laughs> yeah, they're both were pretty cool. I, I'm going to go in uh, Austin, stun Santa Claus. 
I think I'm going to go with that one too because that fat bastard needs to pay what he owes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of like when Austin stuns Vince Man, it's usually the funniest fucking shit. That was uh, at the, I think, the support your troops, right? The, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty good too. I mean, honestly, anything Austin and freaking Vince McMahon, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, so much fun. Well, anytime the Santa Claus is involved in getting stunned, it's it's great. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, Mike Lanham from the Fit Gay Group asks, uh, Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Home Alone 1. Um, is, this so, a, is this a debate in some houses or something? I, apparently, I I guess so. So, so uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So, so uh, I I don't honestly really know if I even have watched Home Alone two. I know I've seen Home Alone one. I don't even know that I've ever seen Home Alone two. <clears throat> so I'm assuming I'm not missing much. The way you guys Home Alone two. Home Alone two is good. It's not bad. Like the first one's better. Like, but it's not bad. Like it's better than Home Alone three and four. I haven't seen the new one yet, but <laughs> it's definitely better than three and four. Yeah, the new one. <laughs> the new one. My wife was watching, and I didn't watch the whole thing. But just let me tell you right now, it is stupid as fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some of these kids at the uh, school my wife works at is sitting there talking to her about the new Home Alone being better than the first one. And she, had no. shut, she had to tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 2 is, uh, is good, man. It's, uh, I mean, he's probably got more like more of like iconic stuff in it, like as far as like the New York stuff, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. You just can't beat the original to me. Yeah, the first. I think the first one was better. I'm like, come on, man! You got the freaking polka band with John Candy. Like, it's great. And what do we? What cameo did we get in Home Alone two? We got Trump. Like, really? Yeah. Uh, Rob, Rob Schneider was in there. Yeah, Rob Schneider. Oh, uh, the bellhop and uh, Tim yeah. Curry is the uh, the desk manager. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tim Curry. Then uh, Maggie from uh, Angels in the Outfield was the creepy lady with the pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. My kids want to watch the new Home Alone, so I'm sure we'll watch it eventually. But, uh, so not but Home Alone 4, they tried to reboot and made the kid Kevin McAllister. Yeah, it was serious? like It's not going to work. Like... <laughs> And then Home Alone 3 was like stupid too, where he's like, yeah, it was like homesick school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, this man, if you ain't fucking getting left home on Christmas, then I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that was bad. Yeah. So Home Alone 1 over Home Alone 2. All right. Uh, best HBK versus Undertaker match. I already have my answer, but I'm not going to hold it and do it. I'm going to go with 
the end of an era match with HBK versus Undertaker and Hell in the Cell with Triple H as a ref. I don't know. I think honestly think the first one, the first like Undertaker John match at WrestleMania was better. I'm going to go against both of you and go with the first um, Hell in a Cell match at um, Bad Blood. Bad Blood. Uh, It was the best one. That's that's got to be Kane. That's got to be Kane. At the debut of Kane. Brother. (laughs) And Shawn Michaels sold the Hell in a Cell. Like, he looked like he was like. Yeah. Truly terrified of being there with Undertaker. It was it was good. I don't think there's been I don't I can't recall a bad HBK versus Undertaker match like all of them. Well, I think pretty. I think they wrestled 15 times. But I think that's why it is because they didn't wrestle. There was like an overexposure of them wrestling each other because they were yeah. like they're. If, if they're in the company at the same time, they're on separate brands, like later on in their careers. Um, or like at some point they're always involved in other feuds. So it wasn't really like anything like their paths really didn't cross as much as they you think they would have over that time frame. And then you gotta remember too, Michaels is out for quite a while um yeah. after that neck and back injury. So I don't know, fifteen times is quite a lot for yeah, but look at the for the span of their career though, it's really not that much. When you think about it now, how many times have we seen like Roman versus Lesnar or how many times have we see uh Lashley versus McIntyre? Yeah. In the course of a year. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. All right. Uh, let's see what have we got left on here. Um, uh, I got for our questions. I've got. I'll do that one after this one. Let's pop down here. Let's go to Tommy Paradise from the Run In Podcast. You guys can check them out as well. Um, wherever you guys listen to your podcast at. Tommy asks, hoodies or crew necks. Apparently, this is a huge debate too that I was not aware of. <laughs> well, I guess it depends because we may not all have the same answer. Uh, for me, it depends on the weather. Like wintertime, I'd rather have a hoodie. So, like summertime, I'll take a crew neck t shirt, not long sleeve, but crew neck t shirt. That's, that's the answer. But um, I do love a good hoodie, especially with something that's got a cool graphic on it. Same thing with a t shirt. That's so, um, it's, it's a I, tough one. My, my answer would be hoodie. <laughs> I love me a good. I love me a good hoodie. <laughs> I just like I said, it depends on the season and and the weather for me. So. But if you guys um, like, if you guys like crewnecks, uh, go on to uh, our uh, our shop by a crewneck <laughs> t-shirt with Russell Good Podcast and let us know why you like crewnecks more than hoodies. <laughs> I mean, for me, it, it just depends on, depends on, like, what I'm doing. Like, if I'm about to do, like, some illegal shit, <laughs> 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 you know? 
<laughs> yep, got to got to cover any distinguishing features. Well, let's have to wear masks everywhere we go now. The hoodie definitely helps. <laughs> yeah. If I'm getting fucking wasted, probably a crew neck. Crew neck. <laughs> you take it off fast. <laughs> you take it off fast. You never know when you have to be shirtless when you're wasted. So I mean, it's it's quicker yeah, not, to take. Not, the <laughs> only downfall to like a crew neck is, uh, is sometimes like when you're sweating, like the pits on the shirt yeah. can get you know a little, little icky. Yeah, that's why I usually wear black, <laughs> dark colors. <laughs> yeah, but the hoodie though, you get hot. You get hot though. Like I'm not one of those people that can wear a hoodie like indoors for no reason. Unless I'm cold. Yeah, I got that red zip up that I wear for work. And then, like, being in the back all day the other day is fucking hot as hell. Well, you know, I work in the cooler and freezer all the time. So I wear a hoodie a lot. So, yeah. But, but every time you do it, do you do it for your hood? That's the, the question. <laughs> yes. The rest will get in hood. It's- how we roll, which you can get hoodies on our Redbubble store as well. We have zip up and traditional pullovers. Ooh. Yes. I'll give you the website later. <laughs> All right. Last question that we put in here uh, that we got is, uh, would you rather go back to being 10 years old with the knowledge you have now or get $100 million to live off of the rest of your life? Uh, the second one. Second one. Um, yeah. I mean, depend depends on the knowledge you have here. Nah. Because you go um, back to being ten years old with the knowledge you have now. I'd still be retarded. Invest in Amazon, Apple. <laughs> we could prevent nine eleven. Yeah. So much stuff. Um kill bin Laden before he, you know, gets a chance to do anything. Um, probably kill Trump before he comes president. Well, see, see, these are all yeah. things you're thinking about. So then, if you start doing all that stuff, they're gonna be like, well, "Why does this guy making get this money so quickly? He must be from the future." Now your FBI agents following you around, and not, see, now you're in more shit. When if you just get the I money, see. people leave you alone. You have money, and they can shut the fuck up. I see what we have. What we have is what you don't have here. Is we have an excuse. We used to have this uh, show called uh, Early Edition. Is that what it was called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we was like, hey, we just got a newspaper from the future. It, 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 we're not from the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or we had, sports, we had a sports almanac. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know how many bets you can win? Think about how much money, how much money you would make. You can make more at 10 years old. You can make in your lifetime more than $100 million just by betting on the outcomes of the Super Bowls. Yeah, if you if you went and told everybody. Yeah, but you have to be old enough to bet. You have your parents do it. You would be. Yeah, and then your parents are going to ask you, hey, how do you know this this is going to happen? And it happens fucking five years in a row. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, you get you get old, you get older. You get older, yeah. Like you, like how old was he during the uh, Patriots uh, Giants Super Bowl? Oof, I don't remember. Hell, you know how much money you can make off that? You can just like, hey, I bet Giants are gonna come back right here. You don't have to bet the whole game. You can just like, I bet Giants come back right here. And people like, man, you, even, in that, even in that aspect, like when you turn 18, you can legally start vote or like um, betting on stuff. So even then, you have all this knowledge of, you know, of what's going to happen from when you like become 18 and older. You can still make more than 100 million dollars by the time, like, say, like me, I'm 40. So that gives me 30 years. So even when I turn well, it'll be 40 in February, but even when I turn 18, like I still have you know, plenty of time to make a decent amount of money. But what if uh, but what if in those eight years do you wait to turn 18, you accidentally kill a butterfly and everything that you ever knew was gonna happen didn't happen, and now your knowledge is wasted off of a now alternate universe where nothing you recollect actually happened. Um, I guess a shit. Then I guess so, we're fucked. Then we start <laughs> over. So, <laughs> then I guess I make better life choices. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, being has being as I'm almost forty, um, I would probably take the hundred million just to live off the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't enough. It'll help me give my kids a better. <laughs> Carl's like, this is supposed to be an easy question, Garrett. Why are you fucking making it so complicated? <laughs> <laughs> if I went back, if I went back to you know ten years old, with not know now, I get to live through it. You know, my left finger to be more people. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, Carl would have more gaming systems. <laughs> For sure, dude. Carl would have these things. Like me personally. I'd be hoarding stuff like stuff that I know, like toy wise, it's going to sell for a shit ton of money now. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> that's what I'd be doing. Go back and buy this stuff on the cheap and then um, go buy, go buy like a fuck ton of Pokemon cards. Yeah. Pokemon cards. Um, uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, <laughs> like all this stuff. Didn't know, didn't know when to sell it. Then uh, GameStop. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, no one All right. Last question we've got is from our good friend Phil Gentile of the Fig Cave podcast and the Fig Cave Facebook group. Um, Phil asks our favorite thing to collect other than figures. Um, yes. Like aside from like figures, like the only other thing I've got a collection of is t-shirts, and I love me a good t-shirt, so definitely a t-shirt. Yep. It ain't uh, VHS tapes. It's not VHS tapes. Yeah. Well, I do I, have a pretty. I do have a pretty solid movie collection though, between VHS and uh, DVD, Blu-ray. But well, guys, I will answer it for Carl. His is his porn collection. <laughs> 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 I thought he, it was has, he has a closet uh, full of porno original videos <laughs> on VHS. I don't know. 
They, uh, <laughs> I, sh- I shoot my own coin, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you need something to reference off of. So that's what you got the other videos for. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, right now, I don't really collect anything um, besides bills. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, when I was younger, I had a stamp collection. Um, I don't know what I did with it. I just fucking lost track of it. And then I had a coin collection at one point, but somebody stole it for crack. So. Yeah. Fucking crack. <laughs> yep. It's hell of a drug. Um, yeah, so I never recovered it. Uh... And what pissed me off is like they actually didn't get the value of the coins. They just like sold it for what the coins were worth. So, you know, like $50 worth of coins, but it was actually more than $50 because they were worth <laughs> Uh, I kind of have a couple answers, honestly. Uh, I kind of have a Nutcracker collection, but it's not by design. Uh, I have a mug. I have a lot of fucking mugs, and they keep. I keep getting like a mug a month now. It's bad. Most of which I don't pay for myself. <laughs> uh, get get get. Yes. As your as your friend, do not tell him about the dead bodies. (laughs) (laughs) I I got rid of those a long time ago. The mugs are are souvenirs from the victims' houses. Puts the lotion on his skin, or it's against the hose again. He's got a world's number one, world's number one grandpa. <laughs> oh man! Oh, awesome, cool. So, some good questions uh, between us and our uh, friends over in the Fig Cave group. So, definitely check out the figcave.com. Um, like I said, join that Facebook group. Uh, there'll be some changes coming uh, soonish. I don't know when Phil plans on dropping those in there, but get in while you can. Um, from what he mentioned on his uh, latest uh, episode of the Fig Cave podcast, which was the top 10 uh, wrestling figures of 2021, uh, which was cool to be a part of. So thank you, Phil, for um, let me have some input on that as well or giving you my top 10 uh, for this year. So awesome stuff. Um, so that's going to do it for us, guys. A little fun little episode. Like we mentioned earlier, we're taking next week off for Christmas. Uh, we'll be back the following week um, with another new episode where yeah. we'll pick a uh, a Def Leppard song for our theme music. <laughs> you didn't want to record uh, while we was like, putting toys together for the kids? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, no, nah, I figured we could we could take a break. Where's the fucking we, screws go? <laughs> we, we deserve we deserve a break. <laughs> what is he choking on? <laughs> what is he choking on? I wish they go to the fucking bed so I can put the toys out. <laughs> <laughs>
Damn. <laughs> Where's the sleepy gummies? <laughs> Did you make sure this is a good cookie for me later? <laughs> make sure you take a bite of the cookie and drink the milk. I'm lactose intolerant. Where's your dairy pills? We don't have any more. <laughs> Every place is closed. Oh, God. Uh, good times. <laughs> Stuff that goes on in my house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So make sure you guys follow us on social media. You can follow us at Russell Getting Pod on Twitter. That's with one D. Instagram, Russell Getting Pod with two Ds and for the underscore collection on Instagram as well. Facebook.com slash Russell Getting Pod with one D. YouTube.com slash for the collection. Um, then you can buy some of our sweet merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com slash Russell Get a Podcast. Uh, go ahead, order your uh, late Christmas present now. Those gift cards that you get, those Visa gift cards, put them to use with our Pro Wrestling Tees store or our Redbubble store at redbubble.com slash people slash Russell Get a Pod. Um, lots of cool stuff there. Um, make sure you guys, the best way aside from buying the merchandise, that you can support the show and help us expose ourselves to the masses even more. Uh, leaving us some reviews either on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Um, the more reviews that we have, the the more that we show up in your certain searches for wrestling podcasts. Um, so go ahead and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. You don't have to put anything in the comments, you can just like, hey, five stars, submit, good to go. But you can put in the comments how much you love our show, <laughs> and that'd be super helpful too for other people that are looking for us. So definitely do that and make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast app that you're listening to subscribe to us and follow us as that helps us as well as far as downloads and all the other fun stuff uh quick shout outs here to friends of the show the four horsemen of the wrestling podcast uh the fig cave like you mentioned with our good friend phil gentile that's cave fig on twitter and the fig cave on instagram our friends tommy and dj over at the run-in podcast and that's Run In Podcast on Twitter and the Run In Pod on Instagram. And our good friend Kenny over at the Call Up. And that's the Call Up on both Instagram and Twitter. Look for new stuff coming from them every single week. Um, as the Run In drops on Fridays, a big cave. Uh, I think Phil is tied up a little bit until the beginning of the year. So you'll see sporadic drops from him. And Kenny drops stuff like every, every day wrestling's on. So definitely check him out. And our good friend Sean over at Champions Material Podcast. Lots of cool stuff on his podcast feed, so make sure you're subscribed to that. And that's uh, Champions Material on Instagram and Champions Matter Matter 1 on Twitter. Right. Good stuff. We're going to end the show this week. Theme of the week. It is my pick this week. I had something in mind a couple weeks ago, and I completely forgot what it was. So now we are scanning the figure collection as we do well while you do that i just want to say uh before uh we end the podcast uh thank all of you to uh sending questions we greatly appreciate it and we always welcome questions on any episode we have so please send us questions nice we we love the belly laughs Uh, I think actually what we're going to do, I'm going to do Johnny Gargano's Rebel Heart 
his first theme in honor of uh, Johnny Gargano no longer being with WWE. He's going to be wherever you chant Johnny Wrestling. (laughs) Did you see him post that? (laughs) I did not see that. Yeah, he said he'll be wherever the fans chant Johnny Wrestling. Nice. All right. You AW snubs start chanting. Johnny Wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) He's not here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. That's going to do it for this, guys. Again, thank you all so much for the questions. Thank you for listening um, and your support for the show. And that's going to wrap it up for us this week. This is episode 123 of the WrestleGetting Podcast. Thank you guys for checking us out, and we'll chat with you guys in a couple weeks. You guys have a Merry Christmas, safe holiday, uh, whatever holiday that you celebrate. Happy holidays. And we'll chat with you guys in a couple weeks. Later, Marks. And there we're in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field and keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring unto you the tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I thought you were going to stop when, like, the angel said. And I was going to go, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> I tried to debate on how long to go. I was like, I can't go the whole. 